Um, welcome back to the Music Says Lies podcast, where it's just two idiots spreading bullshit opinions to those that choose to listen. Welcome back. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I have a good memory, because we have not written that I, down. I was going to say, I literally... I know it's welcome back to Music Saves Lives, and that's about it. <laughs> that's all I remember. Uh, I mean, it might change over time, but... Well, it's definitely going to change over time. Yeah, so, I mean, don't get too used to it. We are definitely not great at this. It'll change. Um, I'm pretty sure we can always improve. Oh, facts. You can improve at everything, always. 100%. All right. But no, what's what's been happening this week? Well, it's my birthday yesterday, so apologies for no episode. I was um twenty two. Uh, yeah, I was definitely in a state as well. <laughs> it was a big Saturday night. <laughs> um, call me at two thirty a.m. Trying to pick him up. This guy. <laughs> it's right. That's what I got a sister for. Yeah, I, I was not awake. Shout out to my siblings, best siblings in the world, in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm just not even going to fight you on that. I, yeah. I don't really get along with my brother, so it's, it is what it is. You say that a bit. Oh, I mean, I... You say it's that... It's one of those family things. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll never admit that I like him, but then when it comes to it, like, I'll protect him. Bro, I've seen you almost go to war for him. Like, I know, like, you love him. There's no doubt. You just don't like spending time with him socially. Like, the difference between liking someone and... Yeah, yeah, the difference between liking hanging out with somebody, but loving them regardless. I mean, mean? I think no matter what, you're always going to have some sort of... Well, you're going to have a connection with your family no matter what. So, if someone's, you know, going to be arcing up to someone or, like... Even, you know, talking shit. I remember quite a few times in primary school I had to defend my brother because he was always picked on Yeah. in primary school. And, you know, I was... I poked him probably a little bit, you know, but then when when other people are like, oh, I'm going to join in and take it that little extra step. And I'm like, no, I'm the only one who gets to do that. All right, let's calm down. Yeah, like, read the room. At the end of the day, he knows that you still love him, where he doesn't actually know you still love him. Like, your relationship isn't like that. You can't go saying that. have got a very interesting relationship. Facts, you do. (laughs) Straight facts. I mean, there's... I mean, we're, we're both the same that we just bitch and argue all the time. So it's... Yeah. It's brotherly love. It is what it is. I mean, saying this, he's my twin brother. He's 20 minutes older than me, but also I'm intellectually a lot older than him just because of his um, ASD. So I think that's this is a good teaser for next week. This is, yeah. Um, next week is probably going to be our biggest episode date. We've got our first guest on, hopefully. Wow. If scheduling doesn't... <laughs> I mean, if we... If we... We secure the bag, all right? Let's just set that. No, because I... She's, she's confirmed that she will be joining us, and it's teasing. It's a she. Ooh, ooh. Um, she's, she said that she's she's going to be on, so... Yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. She's yeah. leaving on Thursday, so we, we better make it happen before then. <laughs> it's tight. It is Monday, right? <laughs> Monday night, so... Yeah, but no, I think... What's what's been happening this week in the world of music? Um, a lot of albums dropped. A boogie with a hoodie. This is Caesar. Yes. Um, Gucci Mane with his insanely long album. Eighty songs. That's not an album. That's a catalog. That's that's insane. It's a. I mean, I don't know about you, but 
I cannot sit there for four hours just listening to every single song with actual <laughs> concentration to be able to break it down. That's that's straight facts. Um, but I have listened to Me Versus Myself, a Boogie's album, and i got to say, it's actually a very good album. I've enjoyed majority of the songs. A Boogie so, rarely seems to miss. I agree. I think that his sound does sound repetitive um, if you're listening to him a lot. Um, a few of his songs sound the same. Um, but I think that all in all, he's very talented. Like, lyrically, he puts his heart out on the page, though. Oh, 100%. Like, DTB... Like, we know some girl hurt him badly. Oh, 100%. 100%. We know that that song's painful to yeah. sing. Um, he's also released part two of uh, Water, Drowning, with Kodak. Oh, yes. Banger song. I will say it's excellent song. Well, one song that I, we, we both discovered a few new songs this week. What, you, yours was Life, Lot of Love. Yes. You've been listening to that. Yeah. And I've been listening to Dre Six nonstop, Light and Dark. Beautiful song. I've been a lot more R&B focused this week. Yeah. Um, also been, you've been listening to some live music. Yeah, that was a big Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Another teaser for the next week's podcast. Go check out the Instagram, Music Saves Lives AU. There was Check a story. Yeah, it yep. was on there. So, yeah. It gives you another reason to follow the Instagram account. Right. Gotta right. keep updated. All right. But, rhetorical question, topic of the week. What is one thing in life where you've sat down and you've had to do, do this one thing and you've gone, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get through it? And how did you deal with it in that moment? And looking back on it, how would you deal with it differently? Um, I think I did that when, I think it wasn't just me though. It was, um, me and my dad when we first started our business. Yeah. Well, we put in the, the plan to start the business anyway. We sat down, um, at his table and we basically just broke down what, what we wanted to do and the basic idea of everything. Um, and broke it down into tiny steps and basically goals of where we want to start and where we want to end up. Um, and realistically, those goals and aspirations, and like once the business started and started moving a little bit, those goals changed completely. Yeah. Completely and utterly. Um, but you expect that. Well, I mean, it just grew a lot quicker than we expected. And especially too, goals will always change if you're doing something that you haven't done before. Yeah. If you don't have a, a if you don't fully understand what you're doing. Yeah, well you set it to what you think you're gonna be where you yeah. you think you're gonna be or where you think you're gonna be headed. But realistically when you actually do it, it's gonna go whichever way it naturally goes. Yeah. So And you know, I think the biggest thing you said there was the word goals. Like I'm yeah, saying. I think I think it's a very important I mean I don't know if it's very important but I mean I, I find a bit of solace in setting goals each year 
I know it sounds cliche and everything. New Year's resolution, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's different to that, though, I think. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you, New Year's resolutions are a bit of a, just a bullshit thing that everyone, you know, says they're going to do. I'm going to hit the gym this year. Bro, you turn up to the gym kilos. during January and February, and it's so fucking loud, like so busy. Oh, and then midway through the year, it's yeah, where it's normally at. Yeah, yeah. But I think that um, I think that uh, if you go away from the New Year's resolution as a as a label and mm-hmm. have actual goals that you're gonna set and follow through with, and actually put your mind and your your energy into, I think it's majorly different to, yeah. to New Year's resolutions or whatnot. Mm. I think one thing that's funny as well from studying is goals and planning is, at least from looking at it from a business management standpoint, because that's what I study, it's completely different to just goal setting that you do in high school and stuff like that. Okay, that's bullshit. High school bu- um, goal setting is bullshit. It's straight up. I think that it's... Unless you're... Unless you actually know what you want to do and everything, which 95% of people in high school do not. Or even the 5% that do end up realising that they've made a mistake and don't want to do it. 100%. I mean, I thought that I knew what I wanted to do in high school. I wanted to be an architect in high school. Yeah. Completely different. (laughs) I mean, not actually, Actually, it's sort of down the same sort of avenue. Landscaping. Soft landscaping. I mean, sort of similar, but it's similar. It's similar, but yeah. not not the same avenue. Um, but I think that I always sort of knew that I was... Once it got to actually going for uni and all that sort of stuff, wasn't, I think. Mm. Didn't want to spend another four years in school. Yeah. I, I had enough. I was I was contemplating dropping out in like year eleven, year twelve. The last two years it was it was a struggle to keep me in school. I'll I'll say that much. So Yeah. But was it worth it pushing through, persevering? I don't know. I mean if I dropped out in year ten and started a business then, where it would be now. But also you can't look back like that. You gotta Yeah, but could you imagine if you started the business then, would it have been that successful? Because you wouldn't have been as mature. You wouldn't like you wouldn't have had a license. Like all those little things like that. You wouldn't have been the same person you were, you were setting up that business. I don't but, think I had. But if no- it was with my dad, I think that it still would have ended up in the same place. But then because, would- because I'm not alone. Like he's he's still in his maturity stage. So, I mean, I think that I would have taken a lot more guidance from him that than I am now. Because I think that I mean I'm taking guidance, but I'm a lot of my own man now. Yeah, and I have my ideas, and I'm very motivated and set to do, you know, my own thing and my own vision. And the only the good thing is that me and my dad see eye to eye on most of these things. So it, there's not a lot of friction when it comes to the vision 
because well, I think that's people say don't mix business and family, 100%. but at the same time, one of the perks in your situation of working with your dad is that you you know basically what each other are going to say before you actually ask the question. Hundred percent, and we kick each other's asses if we are not performing to what we know we can, mm. and um. I, I pick him up all the time and he picks me up all the time. So nice. if if that's a good business of, relationship. Yeah. And realistically, I didn't have a great like I didn't have a skin tight relationship with my dad for years. It was only it was only basketball, right? Saw you two. Yeah. Um and it was sort of a forced a forced um meeting. If that sort of makes sense, like I, he's a fucking good coach. <laughs> no, no, as in like um, I'd spend every second weekend with him. Yeah. So it was a forced meeting. So oh, I have to go see dad. Yeah. So, I mean, it isn't sort of now like oh, I've got to see dad because you know he's my business partner, but mm-hmm. it's completely different because I'm getting benefits out of it. Where as when I was seeing him every second weekend, um, and staying at his house. It was a forced thing, and I don't think that I saw the benefits as, you know, it was spending time with yeah. my dad, but it wasn't. Ooh. I mean, we always had a rough relationship, especially growing up, um, especially when I was getting sort of older and understanding what was going on. Um, yeah. I mean, my mum and dad were divorced from when I was two, Um and there was a lot of stuff that went on with that that I didn't understand at the time. Um, no, you would have been so young as not expected. No, I mean, I've, I've never seen my parents together. And looking at, like, looking at um, one of my mate's situations now, um, one of both of our mate, um, his family is currently getting a, a divorce. And um, he's come to me on multiple occasions to um, ask for advice. And I've said to him, it's very, very different from my situation to his because he's our age Mm -hmm. and I was two. I've never seen my parents together and it's weird. If, like, (laughs) imagining my parents together is the weirdest thing. (laughs) They're such different people now, like, actually, like, knowing them in in a mature sense. Yeah. Like, you know, growing up, you know, you're it's your parent. But now, this age, I'm more friends with my mum and dad. Yeah. I can, I can shit talk and whatever because I've got a really good relationship with both my parents now because now that I'm working with dad, we're more mates than anything else. He's not my dad. Yeah. So, I don't even view him as my... I mean, he's my dad, but I don't view him as my dad. Yeah, he's, he's business partner, yeah. business business partner first, friend, and yes. then dad. Yeah. So, yeah. it's a lot more of a healthy relationship now. Um, now that because I felt like I was always so um censored. Yeah. Um, when when growing up with my dad. Because he was always, oh, no swearing. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. He was the more strict parent. Wait, he said no swearing. We swear in front of him all the time. That's <laughs> completely different now yeah. to where it was 
uh, well, completely different now to where it was when I was growing up. Yeah. So, um, I came over here and I said, I said shit one time, and he belted me. I mean, not belted me. I mean, he never really hit me. He just he, he, he made his, you know he his it more, wasn't okay with it. Yeah, his more discipline was uh, um, guilt tripping. Yeah. Um. Um and. It was more emotionally charged stuff, and I mean, I I didn't take that well because I didn't really like the the guilt tripping, and I was always so so. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I was scared to disappoint him because I didn't want the guilt trip. Yeah. Um, I didn't want the lecture. He lectured guilt trip so it was all in the same sort of basket and I didn't want that so I'd I'd always try my best to you know if I if I did do something I'd always try to cover it up because I didn't want that yeah and it was always a fear factor in that sort of sense I mean I wasn't scared of him but it was that fear factor of oh I'm gonna have to deal with the guilt trip and oh you know but did that come to a resolution because you both matured and your relationship 100%. changed or was it that you called him out on it? Um, there was one situation where I, there was one, it was a basketball game. Um, <laughs> like everything important yeah, in your life. Yeah. Um, and, um, we were playing, I was playing, me and my brother, we were both on the same team and we both play, we're playing like shit. Um, and we got pulled off by him because he was the coach. And um, I can't remember what, what happened, but we both mouthed off it, like, back at him. And he did not like that. I've never seen him blow up um, after the game when we were in the car on the way back to his place. I've never seen him blow up like that mm. in my life. Mm. He was always calm and collected and, you know, he... he he more do the guilt trip route instead of the, oh, I'm gonna hit you or something like that. He was never he was never violent. He was never like that. Um, but I've never seen him blow up like that. He was yelling and screaming. Yeah, and that's where both me and Harley snapped back. Um, so I'll give backstory. <laughs> uh, this I'm really going into my. My my trauma with my trauma dump trauma yeah. dump for us trauma dump do it. Um, so when I was probably around ten, I think it, I think it was around that. Um, he he was with his ex partner now, um, and they just moved up here. So mm-hmm. I was living in Melbourne, yeah, uh, which is where I was originally from. So it was me, mum, and my brother, and um he decided to move up here um which was a 20 23 hour drive away a two two and a half hour flight yeah from where i was living so that felt like he was completely ditching us to go start his new life with his girlfriend and whatever yeah like not giving a shit about us oh i'd come down every month he did at the start but it started getting 
less frequent. Yeah. And it was more for work. And then he'd fit you in where where he could. And yeah. it wasn't the primary reason that he was coming down. <clears throat> um, and that didn't sit right. I didn't know it at the time, but it didn't sit right. Um, and then finally that night I snapped and I was like, you fucking left up. Like it was a big thing. And, um, that was the first time that me and my brother both clapped back at him completely and a hundred percent had no filter. Um, and it did change the dynamic a lot because it, it, everything got out. Everything was put out on the table. Yeah, just honesty. Yeah. Brutal honesty, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. Um, and that was... It was a, a big part of my therapy and all that sort of stuff when um, a lot of anger came from it. Um, yeah. A lot of resentment. Um a lot of other things come from it, like my deep-rooted problems that have been un- uncovered from from some of this stuff. Don't worry, you actually know about them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, that's completely changed now because we've both sort of grown from that and now it's a friend relationship now. So, it's... Yeah. Um, I think one thing as well is like it it shows it's a testament to his maturity and yours at the time as well that you were able to talk about that, have it out, and actually move through it. Mm. Where so many times all it takes is one party not realizing that they're not in the state to deal with something or you yeah. know. Well he he even admitted he didn't even realise. He didn't know. Yeah. And um, because it was never talked about, it was never worked through. Yeah. So once it was actually talked about, the whole thing completely changed and the whole situation, like, blew over its, like, its sort of its fence, I guess. Yeah. It reached its climax. It started resolving. Hmm. Yeah. But one thing that stuck with me earlier about what you said, and I wanted to ask you this, is... With you saying you, you're so made of it, motivated to run your business now, mm-hmm. has that come from um, you and your previous job and disliking it in so many ways and knowing that's not what you wanted to do? And that also comes like that doesn't relate just to work, but like anything, you know, like how much did you learn and how can you learn from not enjoying something? And knowing that's not what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do, but not that. Mm. Well, it come from it came from a lot, realistically. Yeah. So I always knew that I was gonna be a, a businessman of some sort. I knew that I was gonna be an entrepreneur or something, and I was doing a shit ton of research for the last two years that I worked at my previous job. Yeah. I was looking at investing. I was looking at this. I was looking at that. I was looking at side hustles. I was looking at drop shipping and all that sort of bullshit, right? So I knew that I was going to do something. I just didn't know what. Yeah. Um, and um, the last year, year and a half, I got a really shit boss. Um, it changed 
managers and he was a tyrant. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> the only way I can describe him. Um, I just... I, I couldn't deal with him. Yeah. Um, there was... I never used to... I never usually mouth back at a lot of uh, managers or anything. And I was always trying to impress. Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're in a... You're a smaller employee. You're just trying to, you know, drift through without yeah. any problems. Better pay the bills. But he flicked something in me. Um, because he tried to relate. So he'd, he'd get on your good side... And then he'd use it against you. Yeah. So he manipulated everything just to get what he wanted. Um, and there was multiple times I I reacted and I I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No. And I, I just went against him 150%. And he'd get mad at me. I'd get mad at him. And I was like, Brother, I'm not, I'm not going to piss around and, you know, get on my knees for you. Mm. If you're going to ask me to do something that's, that I'm doing to the best of my ability and you're coming and asking me to do better and giving me shit for it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you get on my knees and suck your dick for it. Like if you're just going to tell you to do better when you're not actually saying, Hey, try doing this. Hmm actually offer you cri- constructive criticism and just criticize yeah, just you. Just talking shit. It's just, it's poor management. Yeah. So his, his problem was always communication. He would never have anything constructive to say. So, yeah. Um, so that pushed me towards doing something else. I was always planning on quitting, um, sooner rather than later. Um, uh, my, uh, collapse of my relationship since I was still working with her at that stage. I didn't help. Um, it, yeah, it was, it became a very awkward place to be. Yeah. Um, which was all right since she ended up leaving and moving somewhere else. Um, but that also played a big part because I just didn't really want to be there. Um, and, you know, you'd get asked about it because everyone knew both sides and they were friends with me and my ex. So they always mm-hmm. ask, you like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about it. Um, and I think that it was sort of just put on the table and it was either take the leap or not. Yeah. Um, like, and I just take the leap. Just, it's yeah. like a lesson that people can learn is like people say it so often, like you're young, just do it. Once the worst that can happen. Yeah. I mean, this is the time to try stuff. Yeah. I mean, you fail, you fail. You're, the only way you learn and have experience and stuff is Mistake. when you fail. Mistakes. Um, every um, extremely successful businessman, businesswoman has failed a million times and just have gotten over the hurdle and persevered. I need to fact check, fact check myself here, but I'm pretty sure Walt Disney defaulted on, what, like, defaulted on 40 loans before Disney was actually successful. Yeah, okay. Like, 
he failed so many times and now is now Disney's what the biggest biggest thing to date yeah and one of the biggest companies ever um I think also one of the situations was that my dad wasn't in a good financial situation because of COVID and the effect it had on his previous business, uh, well, I guess business, uh, employment. He was an Uber driver, so his business dwindled a massive amount because no one was going anywhere. No one was going out. Hmm. So it just dwindled a massive amount. Um, so he needed to find something else to do. And you he, wanted something else to do. Yeah. And he knew that I wanted out. I'd come to him so many times and said, oh, I fucking hate this dude. I fucking hate him. And I don't use hate a lot because it's a strong word and it is often just. It's, yeah. It's very easy to have your differences with yeah. somebody. It's difficult to hate someone. But I hated this dude. I just couldn't. I despised him. And I did not like going to work just because I knew he was going to be there. And I just, it became such a struggle to go to work. Yeah. Well, I think I'm kind of in a situation similar with my job at the moment. Mm. And I'm very much stuck because, you know, planning, moving and stuff like that is yeah. difficult to find work when, mm. you know, you're, you know, you're moving and things like that. Well, you're, but, yeah, it's hard to find employment when you're only going to be there for a month or two. Yeah, and I think the the reason I'm having issues is because if you couldn't have an educated guess by now. I care about people a lot. I have very very strong ethical opinions, and um, there's certain issues with the way the business is measuring performance and success versus how ethically what their standards are set as, mm. and you know. I value ethics and the way people are affected by what we're doing more than the difference of 10% more efficiency mm. because, you know, it, it's corporate social responsibility. I know you have no, no clue what that is in a business standpoint, but if you don't know what it is, Google it. It's a very, very interesting topic. Mm. Um, but like, we got where I was going with this. Well, I mean, no matter how much of an economic increase a business is going to have, there's always going to be the the an opportunity cost of having the opposite effect. Yes, hundred percent. So yeah. there's always going to be the the downside of the the back end, if that makes sense. So you know, you, you make oh, if it's a massive company, oh, I made ten million more dollars this this year, um, but the morale of um, the Attri employees. Yeah. Attrition rates increase by 20%. Yeah. We're losing 20% more yeah. of our staff. Exactly. Like. So it's, there's plus and minuses on each end. Like if there's one plus in one way, but there's also the negative in the other way. But yeah. the best way is to find that happy medium of you're making good, like you're making good profitable gains and your staff are happy to work for you. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, Which I, is harder to do. It's actually really funny. I need to shout out my psychologist because <laughs> I think when, we all need to shout out our psychologist. They're, they're like the real MVP. <laughs> um, but no, I remember he asked me this question. He said when I was talking about issues with work, that well, you know, when when you start your own business, what do you imagine your workplace looking like? 
I think that's a, a very important question to ask yourself and not just even if you're going to start a business or not where like what does a place you feel comfortable working at look like mm. because if you like if you understand what you're comfortable with and it doesn't have to be the industry because the work type of like the situation of the workplace and the energy around it can be distinctly different in different workplaces in the same industry mm. it's more about it's more about you know do i want to be in a place that's you know very much isolationist and turn up stay do you know do your stuff leave don't think about work or you know do you want to you know have people that are actively like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go do this at work i'm gonna do like you make it a yeah not a cold experience not a morbid place to be a more inviting oh okay i've got work today i'm actually not yeah, and I think like the you collaborative aspect, yeah. less isolationist is basically what me and you you're doing. How many times have I called you today? Five or six? Uh, probably yeah, around that. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to drive my tractor around, and like I'm I'm out near Ipswich. I'm driving tractor nearly dying on this friggin' thing, and Jack's just like, oh yeah, you know, there's a podcast tonight, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on a 45 degree angle on one wheel on the tractor right now, but yeah, no worries. <laughs> you know, like just that open communication and not being restricted by factors that are out of your control. That's what I have to leave it as for legal reasons. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have a little bit of freedom and not have the, the restraints yeah. of company policies Yeah. and uh, everything that's like, you can't use your mobile phone. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, there's a lot more. You can just be you, just as long as you're doing work. But see, that's like... I mean, but, it's easier. No, 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 I know. But the no mobile phones and things like that, I think if, like, if anybody says anything to you and sets a rule, there's a difference between them just saying, no, you're not allowed, and saying, no, you're not allowed. This is why. Yeah. And I think I will... Uh, I'll treat anyone with so much more respect if they can say to me, you know, I'm going to, um, like, this is why I'm saying no, and this is the justification for that. If you can justify it, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like just being able to justify it so that you know that they actually respect you enough to actually understand your point of view not understand it but you know have taken the time to think about where you're coming from and said actually no oh i i appreciate where you're coming from but this is this and like regardless of whether i agree or not with the people above me if i can if i if i raise an issue to them and say look this is the way i feel about something this is the issue i'm having but X, X, Y, you know, yeah. um, and they say, look, yeah, but this, 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 I'm not, I, I'm going to shut my mouth about it. Yeah. Go try and take on that feedback and then come back to it and say, you know what? Like, yes, 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 yes. No. Yes. Like yeah. that works. You're wrong about this. In my opinion, this is why. Yeah. And it's one of those things, communication. Like you need to be able to actually. Yeah. You've got to be able to go back and forth and actually take on each other's feedback. Yeah. Like, you can't be... 
you can't go on one end and say, oh, okay, so this is how it is with the feedback and come in at one-sided and not expect feedback back. Yeah. Upward managing is one of the most difficult things to do, but it's one of the things that actually builds the most progression in businesses and personal relationships. Yeah. Whether that be with your parents. Like if you can in a way build a relationship where you can give constructive criticism and feedback in a way where you're not going to be scolded Mm. and it actually have a positive effect and them understand your opinion and point of view better. Yeah. Regardless of everything else going on, that's important. Yeah. As long as they understand where you're coming from. um, Yeah. Like it's, it's so much better than them being in the dark. Yeah. And I won't take it personally if somebody says, no, I don't agree with what you're saying. No, because as you should long be able as you, to take it both ways. Yeah, that's your opinion. At the end of the day, as long as you give me enough respect to say, okay, this is my opinion. If you disagree, that's fine. Mm. Just justify it. And we can, you, you have to agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, you can't just... I mean, it's a, it's a bit hard to take on the chin when someone just outlandishly comes and says, okay, this is my opinion. And, and it's like... No, you're wrong. Well, I mean, this is your opinion, but there's no backing behind it. Yeah. Or, just, oh, this is my opinion. And no, you're wrong as in there's no other opinion that's right. Yeah. I'm that's not, the yeah. only point of view that's right, and I'm not going to justify it. Yeah. And it's yeah, no justification, yeah. and there's no no other avenue of your opinion being right. Yeah. It's, it's my way or the highway, but I'm not going to justify it because I don't feel like I need to. But going back to goal setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've completely strayed away from that. No, no, no. But, like, if you go back and, like, look at it from, like, a debating standpoint. Yeah. Just having clear communication and structured communication is literally setting goals. Saying, okay, you know, I'm either affirmative or negative on the belief that alcoholism is, alcoholism is good. Right? Yeah. First thing that came to mind after a big one. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our water it's next sweaty. to us. Don't worry. Um, As I've already drank a, a beer. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, you sit down, you go, okay, well, there's, there's you know, you go, you, you, you come up with three negative points right now. I'll go through positive. On alcoholism? Yeah. <laughs> Mental health. Social. Social aspect. Um family relations inverse of that family relations family gatherings certain events yeah but that's social people are, if, but that's social okay okay um comes under the same tree economic taxes I can say the exact same thing economic poor bank account when you go and drink a yeah, shit that, that, that's a personal problem yeah but it's still alcoholism it's no matter what if you're drinking a shit ton of a shit ton, your bank account is going to be a lot lower when you're All not drinking. Done. Yeah, yeah, no. But if I, you're drinking uh, four cartons a week or five cartons a week, that's what fifty dollars. I'll say around figures fifty dollars a carton, five times two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, that's like if. Say you're you're on a decent amount of money, um, two hundred dollars a day, right? Yeah, that's Bye-bye. that's a day and a bit of that's work. Twenty five percent of your pay, like yeah, 20, 20 If you're working five days a week, 
yeah. that's it's a decent chunk of your money. Yeah. And I think, like, going back to the point, though. It's just ridiculous, just for freaking out. I mean, that's very, very. Um, but going back to the point is we, like, you break it down and say, okay, these are the three points I'm going to try and use to present my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and it's goal setting, saying yeah. my goal is to convince you of my opinion. I'm going to do this, 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 this. Yeah. And then regardless of whether it's successful or not, you've at least fulfilled your goals. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Uh... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick on this uh, topic of alcoholism. Um, I think that uh, I've had a, I've had a few people around me recently that have, um, because I, I, I've been off, I went for six months without drinking. Yeah. Um, my- for my own reasons. Um, dark place and... That was a big crutch for me. Yeah. Alcohol was a big crutch. And I realized that it was more of a problem than anything else because um, I think that it took away my ability to deal with things in a healthy manner. Mm. So instead of going to therapy or whatever, I'd just drown out my problems with alcohol. I'd just make myself numb. Yeah. And it's the same with drugs. It's it's the same with alcohol, right? Um, and there's quite a few people, like, I'm not going to say quite a few, but I can count on, you know, hand, um, the amount of people recently that have come to me and are like, Oh, I I just do this every weekend and it it brings me back to my situation and I I try my best to come at it from a from positive light um and try and educate on yeah. on my experience. Yeah. Um and and it may come across as oh you should do this, you should do that, which is not what I what I'm trying to say. But um it's sort of just a uh a suggestion yeah from from where i've learnt um because i mean it took me a long time to actually pick up a beer can again and socially drink um i i put myself um in situations that i don't want to get drunk mm. um i very 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 rarely have gotten drunk in the past year I can count the times on my hand, yeah. one hand. Um, on a few fingers, yeah. in fact. Um, and I I don't see the point in it anymore mm. because I see it as more negatives than positives because if you're getting smashed off your face, it's like half the time I'm not going to remember it. going to feel shit. My bank account's going to look like shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can have fun, but you're more get into trouble than anything else because you're doing stupid shit that you wouldn't do when you're sober. Yeah. And like, you know me, I'm not a big drinker either. No. Like, but I can definitely understand the point of view of 
well, I can't understand. I can appreciate the point of view of, um, you know, social drinking and drinking when you're going out and things like that. It's completely different when you to when you're uh, at home and stuff like that. Yeah, and and you and you're taking it as a crutch. Even if you're social drinking, every time you go out, you're getting smashed. I feel like that. Yeah. And if you're going out a lot, I feel like that's a bit of... Because there's a line when you start social drinking of going past social, you're getting drunk now. Yeah. If you're having three or four, you know, you're having a good time. Right. You're having five or six. Oh, yeah, it's still... Borderline, borderline. Yeah. And then you go seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, you're smashed. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you are. (laughs) Um, But you're smashed and you're, you're getting to a point where it's completely over that line over that edge and that's the point where you're just like mm, really yeah i feel like if if you're using alcohol as a crutch to numb yourself to escape reality to uh just to get away from things and and disorient you from yeah, what's to, actually to numb the pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that's the start of a problem. Mm. And I think that if you're listening now and and you're sort of in that in that place, I think that it's time to to have like take a step back and set a goal. Set a goal. Like you may, you may not want to stop drinking, but you may want to stop getting drunk. Yeah. If that's you, your goal, you can accomplish it. You may want to. You may want to just take it down from oh, a carton a week to oh, half a carton a week. You know, it's 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 the slow, small steps that lead to the bigger picture. So it's it's the small steps that lead to the bigger goal. And it's just taking that first step and gradually working your way up. Mm. So, And more often than not, the hardest thing to do is actually start. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's the hardest thing is the first step. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you're... I think it, and it's more you... If, if you want to do something, you have to want to do it. Mm. If someone else is telling you to do it, um, you're not going to do it because yeah. you're not going to want to do it and it's going to be a forced action. And if you're like me, I don't like being forced to do things. So, well, no, and that's the thing. Like, I'll only take advice on board when I know that it's a bit of a problem or if I know that yeah you've admitted it to yourself yeah like the only way you're going to fix an issue is if you actually admit it yeah again hard thing to do but um take that's probably the first step it's hard to be your own critic yeah because it hurts self-reflection it hurts self-reflection is the best tool but it's also the hardest tool to use yeah because self-reflection is you look into the deep dark like the hard truths the hard hard truths because yeah. you gotta have to accept some things that you don't want to accept 
Mm. And everyone's the same. So, and I think what, like taking that to example and applying that to myself is there's certain things about my character, which, you know, I think I'm a good person. I'm not a great person. Um, And I think one of the reasons I want to move is because um, there's no expectations around who I am and there's no preconceived ideas when I move because I'm moving fresh slate. Yeah. And I can fix up all the things that I want to change that are hard to change now because people have preconceived ideas. 100%. And I I find that actually funnily enough for most of my parents. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because like this may like anybody, you'll know there's one person in your life who will always see you through one particular lens. There's no no ability for them to grow or change their opinion. Yeah, um, and that can be positive or negative. Yeah. I mean, you could have the bestest of friend that no matter what you do, they'll always be by your side because they know who you are. That situation chip. That's all I'm saying, that situation chip. Yeah. Yeah, you know how that is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it can be a positive lens, but have a very, very negative effect. I mean, yeah, you can always think of them as such a, a great person, but have such bad effects on your mental yeah, health and your, yeah. So you can have the best sort of feelings, but you, you're you're always going to get the negative impacts of having that mm. because it's just not right. It's does it doesn't. It's like putting it's like putting a, a, a circular wooden thing in a in a square hole. You know. Although you say that, but have you seen the videos of the baby toys where all the shapes fit through the square yeah, holes? That's, that's what I say. Like, like it, like it'll fit, it'll fit sort of, but it just doesn't work properly it doesn't fit properly so. I, 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 those of you who don't know i just became an uncle and i'm getting my nephew one of those for christmas because i want to teach him to put every block through the square hole god damn it i'm a bad uncle you are. You are. <laughs> straight back <laughs> but sometimes you just gotta admit take the first step mm-hmm. um admit that it's not right it doesn't fit properly so it's just and if it's affecting you mentally and if it's if it has the the negative effects on you it's you just gotta you gotta take that and mm. take it how it is yeah so my challenge for you guys this week is to find one issue big or small break it down yeah say where you want to be and then set yourself some steps it doesn't have to be formal it can be the most casual goals in the world yeah but just get on the way of getting there yeah i do want to i do want to uh revisit the the alcoholism and yeah that sort of stuff in a later oh yeah we need to go fully into um especially i feel like there's so many avenues that we haven't covered um and there's a lot of stuff i want to say on it because i have a very intensive opinion on it because of the situations I've been through with it. So, yeah. um, I don't feel like I was an alcoholic, but I think that I had a problem. Yeah, you're so, on that path. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I do want to I do want to revisit that on a on a later episode. Yeah, and shout out to Coach as well. Like um, Josh's dad, he's been my basketball coach. I've known him for a number of years now. Yeah, like he is one of the nicest people I know. Oh, we we weren't shit talking about my dad. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just want to make sure people knew though that like, regardless of ups and downs. He's he is way more yeah. up than down. Yeah, no. You know, he would do anything for you if you're on his. If you do I've do right that. by him. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I don't know. Um, you said it. I haven't. I want to say it. <laughs> but I mean, like he's he's my dad, and he's always going to be that way. So he's he's always going to be my family, and he's always going to look after me. So yeah, it's okay to have ups and downs in relationships. I mean, it's normal. I don't think any. Uh, family relationship is perfect. I, I think I would be more concerned if a relationship was all up. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You, you can't, <laughs> <It's> an- <laughs> if you love someone so much, like, if you just have that... If you're all up, I want to see a movie, a documentary yeah. about it. Like, I want to know about this. I want to explain to me. I want to understand it. But if you have that love, like... There's no way that you don't have ups and downs. It's like a relationship and a proper relationship. Oh, yeah, where that's a future episode too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you have that actual love in a relationship and you don't have ups and downs, Mm. it's either you're not admitting something or there's something being hidden or there's... Yeah. It's... Nothing can be too perfect. Nothing Mm. is perfect. Perfect isn't a thing. Yeah. I think that it's, yeah, one of those things that you just can't. Family relationships and relationships that are... Personal. Yeah. Well, you know, sexual relationships. Other than that, you know, that's what you... Um, that, they can't be perfect. Yeah. No matter who you are, so... But... I think that, I think we're done for this week. Well, no, well, we'll be having it. Another episode next. Well, we yeah, yeah. We're recording that this week. <laughs> oh yeah, but no. Look forward to that. Um, it should be exciting. Um, it's exciting for both of us. So I think that yeah. hopefully that comes through in our energy that we bring into it. So I think it's finally seeking in that I'm actually doing this. I'm quite proud of myself. It's not just a, not just a pipe dream anymore. Yes, yeah. it's a bit of a reality. So, Ball, the ball's rolling. We've got a long way to get it down, get it up the hill, but it's there. Oh, there's a long road to go. This is only the beginning. So, so, but yeah. Well, you guys take care, and we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. Stay tuned.